0: What's going on everybody? I'm Kevin, host of the I'd Tap That Cigar Show. What you're about to listen to is the audio only of a video interview I did on our YouTube channel. If it gets too confusing about what's going on, please feel free to visit the Cigar Prop YouTube channel, look under the playlist, I'd Tap That Cigar Show, and maybe look at it instead of listening to it. But if you're listening to it, it means you like podcasts. So hopefully all of this makes sense, and let's start the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the I Tap That Cigar Show, coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. I'm Kevin from Cigar Prop. I'm here on the sunny Gulf Coast of Florida. With me is my co-host Diggins on the sunny Gulf Coast of Texas. We got an amazing, amazing guest tonight. So let's let's jump right into our uh, getting our cigars, Diggins. What are you uh um what, what are you smoking tonight? Well, okay, so
1: I um fortunate I'm all right. So I picked up the Underground Sungrown in the Gordito size, and I checked it earlier um, before I, right before I sat down, and it was seventy eight. But fortunately, I also uh, picked up a. I can't. I think this is the Robusto size. Um, and I checked it, and it was at a 72, so I think I'm going to smoke it.
0: Right on. Mine is at a 68. What's the uh, uh, the Cigar Medics Humidimeter? Um, remember, with the Cigar Medics Humidimeter, you'll always know when to hold them and know when to smoke them. I am smoking one of my favorite cigars, and that's the Dojo Dogma. I can't wait to get the new Dojo Dogma Sun Grown. Um, and let's go through Chance Matthews. What's going on, Zachariah? Tony, what it be? Jason, what's going on, Spider? Adam Wolf, um, let's see who we got here. i oh, getting some thunderstorms. It's about to rain here too. Stella's uh, shaking in the office here. She hates the uh, the thunderstorms. Tim Allen, what it be? Let's see. Kevin Corbliss, what's going on, brother? It's the Saharan dust. Yes, uh, it it really is because we can see it in uh, in the skies, and uh, it's mm-hmm. really messing with Jessica um, um, pretty badly. Brew Geek One. Adam Wolf, George, would it be Elizabeth? What's up? The uh, Brew one is that Doug? Yeah, uh, Victoria Dawn, Diggin' Brian, you are so sexy. Oh, oh thank you, darling. I, 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 you, oh. you, that must that must be a family member. I don't know. You're messing you know. No. Yeah. On level, what's going on, man? Let's um, let's get this uh, um uh, cut. And remember, as we're cutting and light this, lighting, don't forget to download the Drew Diplomat app. Um, uh, log all your log all your scar- Smoke a Drew, Drew Drew Estate, cut and light it. Log it on the Drew Diplomat app, and you get points. You turn those points in for some um, entries to get some kick-ass swag. And as always, you know nobody does swag like Drew Estate does swag. All right. So. Now, have you ever had this Dojo Dogma, Brian? Yeah. Matter of fact.
1: I think the which one you're smoking the Dojo dogma. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's
0: the one that I had first night that you and I did the show. Oh, did did you okay. Yeah. Great cigar. I've been smoking some powerhouses lately. I smoked on that uh, virtual hearth with Sokka last night. 3 Dunbarton cigars. Oh yeah. I tell you, I, I, had a, I had a little bit of a cigar hangover this morning. It was uh, <laughs> it was uh it was a lot of it was a lot of smoke. A lot of spice. All right, let's Let's dive right into the housekeeping segment. This uh, housekeeping segment brought to you by Cigar Bundles of Miami. Cigar Bundles of Miami, your one-stop shop for all your bundle cigars rolled right here in Florida, the cigar capital of the country, now also carrying a full line of Drew Estate cigars. So check them out. Down in the show notes below, there's a link that'll take you right there. There's all kinds of uh, uh, coupon codes. Um, And then today's housekeeping is from Cigar Bundles of Miami. I don't know if anybody catched or caught my uh, um, um, uh, Instagram TV video the other night, I was smoking uh, an amazing Candela cigar. Yeah. You guys, everybody knows that I am a Candela guy. Everybody in the industry knows that. Um, these are Tampa hand-rolled Candelas. Probably, I would say it's in my top three of the best Candela ever produced that, that I have smoked. So, you know, I, I, would, I, I would put I it. Have so many questions, dude. What's that? I have so many
1: questions about that cigar.
0: I, I would put it ahead of the Fuente 858 Candela. I, w- I would put that better than the Fuente.
1: Yeah. So the, I wonder where the, where the leaf is from. What leaf is it?
0: Oh, yeah. exactly. So And then right now on Cigar Bundles of Miami, um, if you buy two five-packs of the Candelas, and they're only like 25 bucks for a five-pack, you get one free. And if you use the, the Cigar Prop coupon code that's in the, the notes down below, yeah. you still get your discount on top of those two five-packs that you're that you're paying for. So I'm telling you, go over there, either pick those up or do some other shopping because I've, I've been hooked on a lot of their cigars lately. They, they, they've, been, uh, they've been crazy good. And for everybody out there that, that likes Candela's, definitely, you know, pick some up. Diggins, he did say he was sending me some, so as soon as he sends them to me, I'll um um I'll get those I'll get those out to you. you, know? you yeah, you, you created a monster on the Candela side over here, dude. I am telling you what, what, once, once people dive into the Candela, yeah, um it's a it, it, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Brew Geek 1. Um uh, the uh, the Candela was the Camacho version. I loved it. Absolutely love the the Camacho version of that Candela. And, um, uh, people say the original Candela was, uh, was better, but uh, I don't know. I only smoked, uh, the new ones. So, all right. Well, waiting patiently in the Vihontes Stogie Road green room is a man that many, many people have met at many, many events. Um, he is the next Jonathan Drew. Um, he, he is going to be the man and, um, can you hear me, Pedro? I got you. You got me. All right, we're going to bring on uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, um, uh, Pe- Pedro Gomez. Pedro, uh, welcome to uh, the I Tap That Cigar Show, and welcome to uh, the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. What is up? Oh, I think you got your uh, mic. Yep, you got your microphone. Yeah, it says uh, it says you're muted. There you go. Okay, let me get this thing right here. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. You're good.
2: Right, so, how is the sound system right there?
0: It sounds perfect. You sound good. So...
2: Well, mm-hmm. go. first of all, thank you so much for having me on. You guys are killing it up there, bro. I, I have seen some of your interviews. It's really, really nice. And the fact that you guys have attended to pretty much to you, Kevin, you have been
0: all our barn smoker. Is that right? All, all five. I've been uh, uh, all five last year, and then I went to the like the last three at the end of the year. So I've been to like eight in a row or something. It was that's awesome, it, man. It was it was crazy. So, <laughs> so what about you, Deeks? I haven't been to any of them yet.
1: I planned on going to uh, Florida and Louisiana this year, but you know, circumstances as they are, uh, that that didn't come to fruition. But you know, there's always next year.
2: It's always next year, bro. But you know what? The thing is this. When it comes to life and time, time don't wait on nobody. So hopefully in 2021, once we bring the barn smoker back, you could be there. Trust yeah. me. That's oh, an oh. experience of all the ones up there.
0: He will definitely be there. So uh, let's start off, Pedro, for, for someone. There may be one person, maybe in the chat panel, that doesn't know who you are. So can you just, uh, uh, what, what is your official title and your role at Drew Estate Cigars?
2: All right. Well, first of all, my name is Pedro Gomez. I am the factory spokesperson for Drew Estate. I have been working for Drew Estate for the last 14 years. I have spent seven years working for Drew Estate in the factory and working in different departments, in the operation department and the tourism department and the international sales department. And nowadays, Ruth, they have me traveling all around, brother. I'm the Anthony Bourdain, but in the cigar (laughs) world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So far, so good, man. All over the place, man.
2: All over the place, man. But you know what, bro? This this is how it goes. I would never imagine that I would be doing something like this. So if the opportunity came up, how am I going to say no? You know, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, could c- could you imagine? Because you, you grew up in Esteli, Nicaragua, correct? Mm, yes, you know, um, so I mean, huge, I mean, tobacco, uh, farming, everything. D- did you ever think what did, what was growing up in Esteli like? Like, what were your childhood? Did you ever think or you know that you would be working for a big tobacco company, or did or is that what everybody's you're expected to go and work for tobacco?
2: That's a good question, Kevin. The thing is, this man growing up in Nicaragua. I was born in the mid '80s, so that so that, during those years it was very hard on many Nicaraguan people in Nicaragua because the country was going through very violent time. It was the civil work, right? His peak, and you know, it was it was it was it was it was not the place to be, but. When you grew up in that kind of situation, you have no choice to embrace the situation and move forward. So growing up in Esteli, there were right around the 90s, that's when few factories start to open up again because some of them have left the country before or right after the popular revolution took place in Nicaragua. So many cigar factories start to come back to Nicaragua. Uh, and then they start to provide jobs, especially in Esteli. So a lot of people, I mean, relatives from my family, friends, uh, some of them somehow or another have been working in a cigar factory. So yeah, so growing up in Esteli it was tough, man. You know, childhood it was, bro. You have to grow, grew up quick because life ain't fucking mercy on you, bro. Sometimes you you have. Something to eat, you know. Sometimes you go with no food in your stomach, you know, and you think that tomorrow will be
1: uh, another day, you know. You stay one right. day at a time. Your family, everybody, they were, everyone was already in the, in the tobacco industry.
2: No, to be honest with you, Dix, uh, my dad, the last time I was talking to my dad, and he said that when he was young, because he grew up uh, in, I was a place like one hour away from Esteli. But somehow my grandmother moved to Jalapa when he was little and he used to work for a tobacco farm, picking up tobacco leaves. And then after that, my dad moved to Managua, uh, which is the capital. And he started to learn to be a plumber. He became a plumber. My mom, she she does clothes, you know, dresses and pants and all the stuff. Yeah, but nobody from my family had an important position in any factory in Esteli. I mean, my older brother, he used to work for a cigar factory that used to be called Latin cigars. They used to they, they used to make CAO cigars. Okay. Are they yeah, still yeah, around? Yeah. You know, Rick Rodriguez is yeah. the ambassador and the master blender for that brand. Got a good guy, you know, an old cigar brand. Yeah, but my brother. His job at that factory was being a bonchero, which is like, you know, you got the rolero and then you got the bonchero. And I do remember that because my mom used to send me to the factory to go and drop his lunch. And, you know, humble beginning, buddy, humble beginning. Now, I do. I mean, I knew that there were factories in Esteli. You know, there were not as many as there right now. And not as a well uh, with a very beautiful infrastructure as we see it today yeah. but there were some factors you know you realize that it was a factory there when you see a lot of bicycles lining it up outside. and you see people asking for a job early morning you know mm-hmm. uh, it, it, that's how you see it man so yeah but childhood wasn't easy you know but still it is what it is and that's who we are today. I will right. never change nothing, dude. You Not know? even where I was born and, and nothing, bro, because the, every person has a story.
1: And based I mean, on your stories, that's how your life is going to move forward in the future. Your story is what makes the marketing sensation of Pedro. You know? <laughs> it does. That, 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 that is what you are,
0: man. You know, I, I did a uh, uh, an IGTV video last night and I was talking for six or seven minutes. Talking about the cigar, talking about life, and then reminding everybody uh, to tune in for the show. Started talking about Pedro a little bit, and then I'm staring at my phone, and then um, just this big smile came on my face. <laughs> and I had said that in the video. It's it's paid. You can't be in a bad mood and be around Pedro because that <laughs> bad mood goes away. Um, your your energy is just. I mean, it just, it, it radiates. You're you're in Miami. I, I'm here about three and a half hours north. Just talking about you for a few minutes that your energy came through and it made me happy. It made me smile. You made me smile. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, you know what, brother? The thing is this. Life is so short and nobody can teach you how to be happy. The happiness comes from inside. Right. You know, and the only thing how you can feel happy is by sharing that happiness with other people. And that's a beautiful thing, whether a cigar does for you, huh? It's a beautiful thing what the cigar does for all of us. Because we can have a very shitty bad day, but somehow or another, you light a cigar and you say, God damn it, life has been very good to me.
0: It, it, it uh, has. Been. If, you, if, you're a, if you're able to light a cigar, if you're able at the end of the day to sit down and light a cigar, and it doesn't make any difference if it's a $20 cigar or a $5 cigar, if you have that ability, your life's not that bad. Your, you know, you've got things to look up to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, what was um um before you started at Drew Estate? Did, mm-hmm. did you, what did you do? Do you have any jobs? <laughs> uh, do yeah. I was surviving, bro. You know, I didn't have nobody
2: to help me out. My dad ran away from the picture. You know, he yeah. we, we were four, and he used to drink a lot, and you know everything that you could ever imagine that that you don't want your kids to go through i went through all that kind of stuff so i started to work when i was uh, 12 years old and i did all different type of jobs you know i was uh well but i spent like eight years working as a saddle maker i learned how to make saddles and i also work in places uh, as, a, as a waiter you know I were there for a year, you know. I learned good things, you know, from how you can treat customers. I also work, (laughs) believe it or not, yesterday I went to this birthday party. It was my cousin's little son that was four years old. And that was, they they hired somebody, you know, to entertain the kids. So I, I said to my girlfriend, hey, see that guy? Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, he's funny playing with the kids. Yeah, so back in the days, I was the Santa Claus in Esteli. You wait a minute. You were the yeah, I was boss. fucking bro. Uh, probably this is the first time that I'm saying this, but fucking man. I will. I am who I am, and I will. Yeah. I won't. I don't feel ashamed of anything. No. You know? So that was a time, in instantly in December, there is a we celebrate a Christmas shopping. That's what they call it. So there's a lot of people that goes outside. There is a lot of uh, a stores open. Holiday, you know, definitely. people sell food and and, and stuff like that. So they were paying $2, I remember, $3 a night plus dinner if you dress up as a Santa Claus and you go into the street and start to give candy to everybody. So I was doing that stuff, bro. I I did it for four years in the road. (laughs) and It it was money, bro. You know, whatever you can do as a hassle, it doesn't matter. I took a friend of mine. He said, yo, Javier, let's go, man. You're going to make some money, man. Instead of us talking shit right here in the corner, let's go and make some money. And he said, all right, man, th- let's go. But hopefully the guys from the block, they are not going to find out that I'm doing the same thing as you doing." <laughs> ah, don't worry, it. So when the guy went with me, he dressed up as a Santa Claus. I dressed up as a Santa Claus. And I was, you know, playing with everybody, you know, no shame whatsoever. The guy couldn't take it. He only walked four blocks and said, Pedro, I'm fucking out of here, bro. I can't take this one.
0: <laughs> God. So that that is that is super awesome uh, uh, <laughs> Santa Pedro. I you know. He's a, he's just a, a natural born hustler. <laughs> know, bro. I, I do, you know, you, you you do what you got to do to to support your family. You know, there <laughs> many times in my life I have you know, work two jobs, you know, for two years, I, you know, uh, twice a week. I, I worked two jobs, slept in my car for an hour in between those jobs. Cause that's, right. what, you, that's what you do to take care of your family. That's Absolutely, what you do. man.
2: The yeah. thing is this man, nobody can teach you that. The fact that you know that this is your responsibility to help your, your family, you know, bring food to the table. That's how life is going to be good to you. A lot of people up there, they are just wondering when my thing is going to change, your things are going to change until your mentality starts to change, until you can feel the need from other people, man. If you cannot help your own family, who the hell are you going to help?
0: Yes, I I 100% agree. Um, So you had many jobs before joining uh, Drew Estate. Um, When did you, when did you get into cigars, smoking cigars? Was it when you went to work, or were you smoking before you started at DE? When when'd your cigar journey start?
2: So basically, my cigar journey started as soon as I got a job at Drew Estate Factory. Because the thing is, this you know, Nicaragua is not like Cuba. You don't see people, random people, smoking cigars in the streets. If they, if you see somebody smoking a cigar in the street, or maybe out, you know, maybe in a restaurant or in a bar, it's because that person might work. For a cigar company. And my work in the production floor. Maybe that person could be one of the supervisors or one of the production chief. Uh, but you know, you won't see that. And you know, this is so funny. If Nicaraguan see another Nicaraguan smoking cigar, they say, huh, look at you now. So you're Cuba, are you you are from Cuba now? They start to get <laughs> some of those hard jokes, Really, you know? <laughs> Really? But nowadays things have changed because with social media. You see people smoking cigars, beautiful pictures up there, you know. And that creates a trend of people enjoying cigars. And the fact of the matter is this. When you find something good to enjoy, you truly dig on that, you know. And yeah. after that, you know, I mean, well, here I hang out with some people here and there. And I always bring cigars to smoke. And they, they always, you know, hey, bro, so bring some cigars. And, you know, and they, they I always usually I bring, you know very mild to medium cigars like Underground Shade, Acid, Blondie, uh, Deadwood Tobacco, you know, something yeah. for them to dig in. And it was good. Man. I mean, the fact that they say, man, this is so good. And now if they are drinking, that's a whole different story, you know?
0: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Oh, exactly. But yeah, so I started to smoke when I got the job at Drew's Day. And at first I didn't I didn't see Why so many people were enjoying cigars? Because the only thing in Nicaragua is that you see a lot of people making cigars. You see tons of tobacco bells, You see a lot of production going on. Uh, But when you got the time to enjoy a cigar, it's a whole different story. And I start to see that when I start to travel back to the United States. And I start to see, you know, how people start to enjoy cigars, you know. And the thing is start to for you to enjoy it. You know, you start somewhere and you don't know nothing. And you learn as it goes. But first thing first, you gotta find something to, to enjoy if you're gonna, you know, light a cigar in the first place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And now now you talk you talking about the United States. What was your first trip to the United States? Obviously, Drew Estate brought you to the United States.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, what was your I mean, your emotion, your reaction—you get off the plane in Miami. <laughs> it is. I mean, you're coming from essentially, and not and not knocking anything, but you're coming right. from a, a village, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Nicaragua right. to Miami. I mean, you. I mean, it's Miami, New York, or Los Angeles, but you, right. you. You didn't come into you know, Vir- <laughs> Virginia. You came into Miami. Oh, check this out, Kevin. You're gonna
2: love this one, man. The first time that I ever come to the United States was when I applied for a full scholarship. And that was my only way out of Nicaragua. That was my only way out to move forward and help my family back home. So I was a saddle maker. And while I was going to school, I was going to the saddle shop making saddle for horses. And my co-workers back in that time, they were saying to me, Yo, pillar, what the fuck are you going to school for, man? You're gonna be making saddle for horses your whole life. I know a lot of lawyers, I know a lot of people here and there, and they sell fruits in the market. And this is this is your curse, right here, buddy. You don't go nowhere. But I didn't I didn't pay attention to that. I was, you know, focusing discipline of the stuff that I want to do. The opportunity came. I applied for the scholarship. Long story short, a year after they has been eliminating and selecting a student from across the country, 300 students around are from all over Nicaragua applied for that scholarship and only two got the opportunity. So wow. the first time that I came to the United States, I went to Iowa. I was studying in Iowa for two years. I learned the language over there and I graduated with, with the major of international commerce. So after I fi- finish and graduate, thank God, you know, God helped me uh, big time. You know, learning uh, another a different language, learning the culture, uh, and then I start to realize uh, the beautiful thing about the United States, especially in the Midwest. The Midwest is the hardcore of culture and tradition. One thing about the people in the Midwest is people don't move. You know, <laughs> if I go back to Iowa, I telling you. My classmates, uh, I went to school together, they still live there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then you got to do what is right and you got to follow the rules. And the rule was as soon as you graduate, you have to go back to Nicaragua. Uh, and and uh, that's what I did. So I went back to Nicaragua. I went to every single cigar factory that you can think of looking for a job because I didn't want to go back to the seller shop. What would be the point? to go very far away from Nicaragua, get an education, and then go back to the same place where God pulled you out from. So I was like, no matter what, I have to find something. And my last hope was through stay because at that point I have visited all of them. And they said, we don't got nothing. We're gonna give you a call. Uh, the boss is not here. We are not hiring now. I was like, man, I just only need a job, you know, whatever it takes. And I got the opportunity to get an interview with Manuel Rubio who is the operation the operational manager and Nicolas Melillo okay so, mm-hmm. so I got the interview with them and they said Nicolas said bro I like your resume I, I could not figure it out you were from saddle maker to have a degree from the United States Man, what the hell I was like bro you know now I just want to get a job here and it doesn't matter uh, I mean whatever It doesn't matter where I start. I'm not looking for position. I'm just looking for a job. And I was very happy when they said, yeah, come tomorrow and we're going to find, we're going to find something for you that we're going to find something for you. Get ready, buddy, because you are coming into a journey that no, right. you don't know what your function is, you have to show up and do whatever they ask you to do. Yo, yeah. we need some coffee. Yeah, call Pedro, yes, he's gonna get us some coffee. Yeah, we need a driver, yeah, call Pedro. Hey, you, we need somebody to make a list of everybody in the factory because we are working on this and yeah, ask Pedro to do it. And I was doing it all the time, no matter what, bro. To me, I mean, even, Some boncheros and some roleros in the fact they said, man, what the hell, Pedro? You went to the United States. You got a certificate. You should be working in Managua, bro, working for a bank. What the hell are you doing here? But the thing is this, I kind of realized I was like, well, Drew Estate, this is a small cigar factory because 2006, it was still small, bro. We were working in 11 different houses all over Esteli trying to operate as a cigar factory. And I do remember that the office of the CFO, the factory was right in the kitchen. And then in the other little room, it was uh, this, the, the operation manager office. Then it was, uh, I mean, it was a small factory, but I realized, hey, you know, there are some, there are some times that they ask me to be a, tra- a translator. Then I can learn from this thing, you know, and I can, I'm going to do my best. If I put my best to learn how to make saddles, and in a place where they don't pay you. I mean, you have to really work hard, and still you barely make ends meet. So to me, it was like, you know, even though that this is a humble story, I mean, the, 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 the certificate from the United States doesn't mean anything going to a cigar factory. You learn from everybody. And you when you keep your mind open, you keep your ears open, your eyes open, your mouth closed, taking notes, that's how you learn. So I learned from everybody in the factory, you know, from people that work in the production floor, to people that work in the quality control department, the guys that go and buy tobacco into the tobacco farms, the guys that does the fermentation uh, for the tobaccos that we ferment in the factory, the guys that does all the inventory every month in the tobacco warehouse and the aging cold rooms, uh, the guys, that the, the CFO, that makes those big decisions for the goodwill, for the good, uh, for for the good thing of of, of Drew stay as a whole. You learn from everybody, yeah. and yeah. then uh, I mean things start to happen little by little. But that was the first time that I came to the United States. That was August 2004. Can't yeah. believe. So <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean, just I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a better mentor of working with Nicholas Malilo um uh so so when you were there then so you were there when steve Saka was there correct hell yeah yes what, what, what was that first because steve, steve is mean um oh, I, I love i love steve. steve steve's my buddy Steve's was he mean to you the first time like he is everyone else bro <laughs> the thing about steve
2: Saka, with all the respect to the man i respect Steve big time because he knows a lot of stuff man God doesn't have no filter whatsoever. <laughs> he doesn't like you. He's going to tell you straight in your face, <laughs> but you know, for us, uh, I mean, remember this, you know, Drew Stay was still John, uh, company. Yeah. So you need to find structure, you know, you need to find guidance and you need to find discipline, you know, even though a lot of people will consider Drew Stay as the party boys, man, when we are into work, we are determined to do to do to do and deliver the best. So a lot of guys that has been joining Drew Estate. They say, man, what the fuck, man? We're going this after this. We're going to party. Yeah, we're going to be drinking with our customers and stuff like that. Having a good time. But tomorrow, seven a.m. We are, you know, it's work hard, dry, hard, sharp,
0: straight up. That, that, that's it. So um, who is your um, um, who is your first famous cigar maker like outside Drew Estate? Who is the first big like name that that you ever met? The first
2: name I ever met. I knew how important this man was in Estelin, but I didn't comprehend how well known and how appreciated their cigar brands are here in the United States. And I met this man through Jonathan Drew. That was a time that we were taking groups to this factory. So we took the group to this factory. I'm talking the the name of the cigar factory. It is Cubanica Cubanica is Padron cigars in Nicaragua. Okay, and I got the opportunity, the honor, the privilege to meet Jose Orlando Padron. Oh, man. And in that in that time, I I had the opportunity to be his translator because George Padron wasn't in in Estelin. So Jose said to me, huh? So you work for uh, Crazy Gringo? (laughs) <laughs> I said, yeah, yes, yes, sir, I work for Crazy Gringo. Crazy Gringo, Jonathan, I was like, yeah. so, okay, so we're going to take these gringos and I'm going to show them what we do right here in, in the factory. So come with me and you just tell them, you know. So I got the opportunity to see how they, you know, work with the tobacco, make the cigars. So, and then when after the tour, when we sat down, he started to share the story about the hammer and how everything came to be. I was like, wow, man, this guy is amazing. And, you know, I, I never knew how popular Padrón cigars were until uh, we start to get a few cigar magazines here and there. People start to come from the United States to Cigar Safari. Then I start to see their pictures. You're doing other people's pictures in cigar magazines. And then once you start to come to the United States and you start to see, you know, Padrón by far, man, is... Uh, uh, they are the p- pioneer when it comes to premium cigars up there. Yeah. The fact that they have been for so long in the market and the cigars really uh, uh, deliver everybody's expectation. You got to give some respect, bro. You got 100%. Yeah. So rest in peace, Jose Orlando Padron. He helped Jonathan and Drew stay big time early in the factory, you know. And then working in the cigar industry, you start to meet people here and there, you know like in in that was a event when the event uh, at grace great smoke by yeah. smoking and they did in february i had the opportunity to meet uh carlito fuentes uh, that
0: was I, I, really cool i didn't find out until the next day that carlito was there mm-hmm. you know and uh, i couldn't believe i missed out on meeting carlito fuentes. yeah
2: man so it, it is good man the thing is this man all those people have done it for so long they have Build a brand that you don't build the brand overnight. You build the brand with a lot of hard work. So nowadays, you know, doing these virtual things, these virtual events, you got the opportunity to to listen to to whatever they want to say, you know, and get everything from them. You know, you don't stop learning. You learn from everybody. From the moment that you think that you know everything, that's when you are extremely grown because life is about improving if you're gonna learn learn from the best
0: yep so uh so who haven't you met yet who is that one cigar maker that keeps eluding you you know (laughs) who who is that one that you really still want to meet
2: well you know i mean working for drew Estate, i have met a lot of good people you know rocky patel i mean mimish mish mish patel uh Great guys, you know the Nest. Plus, I mean, everybody, man. I have met a lot of good people, and the good thing about the industry is this, Kevin and Dix. This is a very small industry. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody, and, and the the same thing goes when it comes to relationship. It's not about who has the money. If you if you are well connected in the industry, you can come out with something really good. With the help of a lot of people, money. To be honest with you, money doesn't talk in the cigar industry. What really talks are the are the relationships. It's how you treat people. Uh, sometimes uh, when, when when you got the, the 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 opportunity to be talking to everybody, you just don't know who you're talking to. Funny story, bro. I'm gonna throw this on right <laughs> now. That was during the Nicaragua Cigar Festival. Oh my god, you're gonna love this one, bro. And we were in Nicaragua. It was a lot of people coming to a lot of cigar makers and a lot of other cigars manufacturers from Dominican Republic and from Honduras and from here, the United States. So I was sitting down in this table and then it was a group of guys that, they were a friend of mine that they work for other cigar factories. And then it was this guy that was sitting down right next to me. And I was like, hey, how you doing, how you doing? Hey, my, my name is Pedro. Then the guy said, hey, my name is Eric. Hey, very nice to meet you. So what brought you to the, to the festival? Oh, you know, I love cigars. But the guy didn't want to say, it, you know, the guy <laughs> didn't want to say it. OK, good. So what do you do? You, you own a cigar store? Uh, you as, as in-consumer? No, I own a cigar factory. Oh, really? Oh, wow. OK, uh, very good, man. So what do you think about Nicaraguan cigars? And I was, you know, trying to engage in <laughs> yeah. trying to be the host at that moment. <laughs> And then he said, well, you know, uh, I own Jason Newman. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I after that, bro, my face just dropped and everybody looked at me like a dumb guy. And then I went back to, to Drew and say, hey, Jonathan, you won't believe what happened to me last night at the party. What you got drunk? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to this guy and I didn't know that it was Eric Newman. Oh, shit, man. And then what happened, <laughs> bro? You know, I fuck it up. <laughs> And say, don't worry about it, man. Eddie. I mean, he has a factory in, in Estelin. Yeah, they make a lot of cigars. In, but you don't, you barely meet those uh, cigar makers, especially you know if they are from Tampa. So, but then the, the the second time that I saw him was in the news. He was interviewing with a local news, and he was talking about how important is the cigars, and the family has been. Uh, more than 100 years in the industry, I was like, man, I still remember that moment, how dumb I look. And then the third time that I saw him, I saw him in Cigar Fest, and I went and approached him. Hey, how you doing, sir? My name is Pedro Gomez. I saw you in TV the other day. Thank you so much for what you're doing. He said, so, hey, very nice to meet you. So what do you do? I work for Drew. He said, oh, very nice. And then every time that I see him, hey, how are you doing, Pedro? But I think that he doesn't remember that time in Nicaragua <laughs> when I screwed up not knowing you know, who he was
0: <laughs> you know, but, but, those, but those guys are such down-to-earth guys um, yes yeah, yeah i think it was i think it was either late last year or early this year i can't remember friends of mine from fox cigar they were out here um uh and and they invited me down to burn at rocky patel so um i was just going to go down there and have some cigars with mitchell and rob and then uh rob calls me that morning and he says hey um, uh, Rocky, uh, Nish and Nimish want to, you know, sit in with us and, and, you know, smoke, do you mind? And I'm like, Oh, I wish you hadn't have told me that I was going to, i going to throw up sitting in there, you know, you know, talking with, with those guys. And I'll tell you, you know, after like 20 minutes, they were more interested in my business, like how I made my things. And those guys had right. a million questions and, um, they were just super cool people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, N- Nish is a, you know, he- he's a ladies' man, you know, but uh, but, uh, but they're, 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 they're just like us.
1: They're hey, just yes. great Azar, people, man. Odds are Eric remembers meeting you in Nicaragua. <laughs> he just doesn't want to embarrass you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it, it was a true story, funny, you know, <laughs> things happening, and then, you know, uh you 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 learned, bro, and, and and it was awesome, man. It was a great time in Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival for sure, man. It is a must, especially once everything go- comes back to normal and we are able to travel and sure. we can go to Nicaraguan Cigar Festival. We also have to, you guys have to go to Cigar Safari. Yes. That's yes. the trip of everything from Drew State. It, that 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 trip will change you. So
0: I'm, I'm next hoping, time that you I'm,
2: smoke I, a cigar.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping next year. Uh, Joe, Joe said he's going to try and get me on next year. Uh, we do have a, a good buddy of yours in the show, a chat panel, DJ Eli. Oh, uh, my man. God. Bro, Chicago's in the house. Bro, I
2: a true story. I took DJ Eli. We were doing this uh, cigar safari in Nicaragua. And then I said to the guys, hey, so who wants to go party with me tonight? Oh Man, I, I want to go party with you and I took them to a, a local club in Esterlin, and You they, they were playing all those baddest tunes from the 90s, bro Yeah, and then DJ Eli say hell man, you guys know about music. Yeah, bro, you know, we know about <laughs> music, you know But and we had a great great time.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, you don't know about one of the nicest guys that um that you'll ever meet. I mean, I love Eli, and and Jessica knew Eli, but before me, you know, mm-hmm. she she followed Eli and his wife. Uh, um, she was so jealous of his family. is his beautiful. She kept saying, "Look at his beautiful family. Everybody in his family is beautiful." And I'm like, "He does have a beautiful family. I'm not, that's <laughs> yes, weird, man. you know." But um, yes, what what? what no, else? the
2: Eli has a beautiful family, I and mean, That's for sure. And the guy, you know, he's a good family man. Yeah, being a good family man, brother. That's how you get a
0: good family. That 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 is seriously. (laughs) So so um um why haven't we seen a uh, um a Pedro Gomez cigar yet? I I I was I'm thinking like so why have you you've been over to El Titan de Bronze right? Right. See, with have you have you ever gone over there and just. Rolled
2: a little bit, you know. Blended, what you know? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I I go to Thunder, I went to the Thunder Branch. Uh, I have been going twice or three three times. Great people, you know. Small factory in, in Little Havana here in in Miami. It's still family owned and you know, Willie came from that factory, and and it's amazing, man. The cigar that those people make are unreal. And uh, Willie's mother-in-law, she's a sweetheart and it's very nice that we have done some business with them and they are doing good man so yeah so they are doing really really good
0: right on we, we have we have one question here now and i was going to get to this question later on it was on my list but uh since someone asked it um um what what are your uh, uh favorite top two favorite drew estate cigars and then what what are you smoking outside of drew estate
2: all right well let's start off with drew Estate first uh from Drew State, I like the undergrounds. The underground Maduro is a very good one right there. Right now, I start to dig in it. The Undercrown Ground Dojo Darkman. Yeah, of course. This okay, so show,
0: uh, showing that one off. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yo, you know everybody up yeah. there. As soon as I'm this cigar hit the, in the market, look, my man Diggis is smoking the other one right there. You don't have to hesitate. The only thing that you're going to regret about this cigar is it will be... Why I didn't buy more, that's gonna be now. So now get um, on this one, and well, this one is good. I mean, uh, from Drew's day, you know, we make a lot of variety of cigars from infused cigars like acid cigars to tobacco special to non traditional cigars like Larutan, Deadwood Tobacco, Kento, Kentucky Fire Cure, Papi Van Wilco to traditional cigars, Underground in all the collaboration like the Underground Dagma. the uh underground shady 20th uh
1: botl liga privada yeah but i see you as smoking uh you're you're a herrera Esteli, nortenio kind of guy aren't you
2: that's right yeah man i like the herrera Esteli, especially the brazilian maduro that one holy smoke which one is that one is, that, the one is good the, the 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 one that is the blue band the blue, blue band. band the okay. blue band the underground shade amazing stogie man i mean I pretty much go whatever I'm in the mood to smoke. Now, when it comes to cigars the outside of Drew's uh, I like Hoya de Nicaragua. Even though the, we are the exclusive distributor for Hoya de Nicaragua, but Antonio Connecticut is a good one to try. People up there, if you guys haven't smoked that one, please go to your local Brick and mortar and go and smoke that cigar. But I'm going to skip Hoya de Nicaragua, and that one is not going to go to non-Drew's state because Hoya Nicaragua was two, three, two, three. Hoya Nicaragua. When it comes to other cigars, bro, that I like from other companies, I like whatever I can get for free. Yeah, the free ones are the good ones, bro. Those are really, really good. So I have good friends in the industry that they hook me here and there, and I truly appreciate the fact that I got the opportunity to smoke some of those cigars. It is amazing, bro. There is so many great cigars up there. The, I don't want to start to mention people, and, 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 and I don't want people to feel bad that I left somebody behind. Yeah. But to start off, you know, everything from Nicaragua is really goddamn good.
0: Yeah. Everything. I, mean, I, I remember I, I, I embarrassed Willie a little bit. We were talking um, at last year's uh, um, uh, uh, Florida Barn Smoker, the VIP at Corona. And right. I was just chatting with Willie for a few minutes, talking about that, that Brazilian Maduro. Uh, and, um, uh, he, you know, and I'm like, hey, you know, like Steve likes that cigar, Saka. He really likes it. And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I heard that, but uh, but I, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. And I'm like, yeah, he actually went out and bought two boxes. Yeah, with wow. his own money. And, uh, mm-hmm. he, and he's like, you know, he, he could have called me. I could have sent that, you know, and, uh, and it's like, no, he he loved that cigar so much. You know, he, you know, he man. bought that cigar. So that's a great cigar. Yeah, man. Now, can, can you tell me anything, which um, I haven't heard yet. Diggins is smoking the sun grown. What is the difference between the original sun grown and the new Dojo Dogma sun grown?
2: All right, buddy. Well, the difference right there is the dimension of this cigar. That one is a backspress. As you already know, the underground sun grown, all of them are parejo shape, parejo vitolas. And that one is a backspress cigar. 5x54 is a very nice stocking. Start out from the moment that you light that cigar up, especially the dark. Man, start with a very nice spicy taste, and then after that, the complexity starts comes up. And you know, the cigar is very different from the underground sombrero, even though that we use the same tobaccos. Seriously, we use the same tobaccos, but is it in stock the Here, mm, look at that. That's uh, how do you like that cigar, Dix? What do oh, you get uh, from I that love- cigar?
1: I love the, the, the pepperiness that I get out of it, and and a, a lot more. Uh, I feel a lot more strength from the fact that it is stock cured or dried right. on the stalk, That's right. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting, and maybe oh, I, maybe it's just because that's what I read. And the, so my mind tells me that's what I'm, I'm getting. But I do, I, I feel a lot more pepper coming out
2: of it. Right. So the tobacco, the blend on that cigar, we use Sumantra C, sun-grown in Ecuador. That's where the name comes from. The binder we use, uh, Stacat Habano, that comes from the state of Connecticut. The same, that's the same tobacco that we use as a grapper as a Liga Privada T-52, so that one we use as a binder. And right in the field is 100% from Nicaragua. The different comes from one extra ligero leaf that we put in there, that comes from an area in Nicaragua that is called Nueva Segovia. So that one is, uh, that gives you a nice kick right there. The tobacco in the field is 100% from Nicaragua, is very well balanced. So, and, and that's something right there, man. Uh, cigars from Drew State, every company does their own thing. Every factory does their own thing. Every uh tobacco farm delivers something unique, so even if you are using the same tobacco, see if you're growing this uh the same tobacco, see and different lots in the factory, you know, the point if you are growing that tobacco is to be in huge uh uh yields, that's what the language that they use in, 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 the, in, in the farms, yeah. But uh, there is certain places in the factory that is going to give you. The strength, the flavor is going to be a little bit different, you know. And also the tobacco is different from the moment that you prime the tobacco from what is seco, biso, and ligero. Uh, tobacco that can be used as a binder, tobaccos that can be used as a grapper, you know. The idea when you put the tobacco together in the blend is to find the right elements that get along nice and good. Because now, sometimes up, you...
1: Mm-hmm. Am I understanding this grown wrong? Because, you know, obviously we all understand, you know, the primings whenever you, you um, harvest your leaf. But mm-hmm. from my understanding on this particular Undercrown Sun Grown is they take the entire stalk of tobacco before doing any priming. They cut it off at the ground, hang it upside down, and Seiko to all of them hang upside Brain. down and cure Yes. And that's the tobacco they get for, for this. That's cigar. right. You see, did you
2: see that type of move right there? Uh, that type of priming here in the United States because labor is very expensive, you know? So what they do, the, when they, the stack they cut, they cut the entire tobacco plant after the tobacco plant has get to the mature point. They mm-hmm. bring the, the, the tobacco, they hang it upside down. So you are letting the leaf die in a very slow control process. Well, in Nicaragua, it's different. In Nicaragua, we prime the tobacco. By priming the tobacco, you have to hire more people. But the leaves that you started from the bottom all the way to the top. So after 65 days that the leaf the plant has reached to the mature point, you start from the first three leaf from the bottom. And there they could be five priming, six priming, eight priming, depending on the variety of, of tobacco that you're working on. But the thing is this, the tobacco that stayed to the last, that's the Ligero. And that that Ligero is the one that is very thick, is very rich because the plant has been sacking through the root. All the elements from that soil, it gets to the crown and that's where the Ligero comes from. And actually they start to get very dark because they spend more time in the tobacco fields.
0: Right, right, right on. Someone had asked about the cigar you're smoking. It's the Undercrown um, uh, Dojo Dogma, the Sungrown. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, and then he had said, you know, it's the same tobacco as the regular Sungrown. But I'm telling you, I said, yeah, and I've said it before. And Diggins knows this. And when you change the shape of the cigar, yeah, you change the flavor of the cigar. I smoke the Florida Sungrown. Um, you know, like I said, when when I want something heavier, I'll go to this Vitola. When I want something lighter, I go to this Vitola. Um, and then when I want something sweeter, I go to the Bellicoso, um, which is my favorite. So so don't, you know, don't think, oh, I already have this cigar in my humidor. You right. don't have this cigar in your humidor. <laughs> that that box press, that things that they do, you know, something happens when you change the shape of the cigar so um everybody's that's got right
2: and the there. thing is, is let me show to to your audience something really quick so once this cigar hit to the store don't get lost in the mix like dj eli said. that's how the bash look right here yeah you see the logo right there of cigar yep. dojo you see how it looks right here and then once it's open up then you see the
0: stock is right up here oh yeah so um um Someone asked about your hat. Is that a new barn smoker hat or is that an old barn smoker hat? Oh, this is an old barn smoker hat. Okay, <laughs> I, I thought I'd seen that seen that one before. So, um, so on all these safaris, people get to roll their own cigar or they get to blend their own cigar. Mm-hmm. They have that. They have that thing. How you know? I, you know, I want to go back. Have you been blending your own cigar? Have you been secretly working with something that <laughs> that you, you know that you like? That, that you know haven't
2: been well, telling anybody. I will tell you straight up, man. When I was doing Cigar Safari, I was leading the blending section. And, of course, who doesn't want to play with tobacco, you know? So to me, it was like I was telling everybody, hey, this is the Seco, this is the Biso, this is what you're going to get from this Seco. So we laid down like 30 different varieties of tobacco as a filler. Seco's from different countries, from different areas, Biso from different countries and different tobacco regions, Ligeros, and then different binders, different wrappers. So what I do, so all the guys in Cigar Safari, they put, you know, everything in the tobacco menu, put their name, the size of the Vitola, the tobacco they're going to pick. So me, if I, I I, I mean, I have been playing here and there. And one time I think it was Jonathan Drew that asked me, so why are you putting somebody's name in, in that tobacco menu? Well, because if I, if I put my name, they are not gonna take it seriously in the factory, so I come up with I make uh, I make up a uh, American name just to put it, you know, Scott Chester. <laughs> yeah. So the guys in the factory, oh my god, yes, yeah, so we gotta make sure that the blend goes right. So,
0: <laughs> so I, I, I'm I'm gonna get with you one day because I keep messaging Joe Grow when he's on these safaris. Mm-hmm. I need a cigar made, and I have this blend in my mind. That is absolutely amazing, and Joe won't have it made for me. So, what's the blend? I'm not going to tell you because there's other people <laughs> that want. No, I will tell you personally that I, I think it's I think it's a blend that only Drew Estate can do, and I think it's going to blow people's minds. So, um, <laughs> I, I will tell you one day personally. We'll talk, and then maybe maybe you can uh, you know.
2: No, but you know what? When it comes to blending, bro, uh, I gotta give a shout out to Willie Herrera. Willie Herrera oh. has done an incredible job at Drew Estate. Uh, people that work in the factory, you know. I mean, if you ever go to Drew State factory, Factory and then you go to the aging cold room for a traditional cigar, you will see a section of all the prototype of original blends from Wheeling. You could easily find thousands of them. Yeah. And some of them, great cigars that probably will never make it to the market because it could be a lack of tobacco that we might have that we probably don't have in inventory it could be that, that we don't find a home in our portfolio yet yeah but there's so many great cigars uh that willie have creating you know he has done a very good job when willie joined drew Estate, that was back in 2012 he was living in nicaragua for a year at that time i was still living in nicaragua uh working for drew Estate, and, and i was taking care of willie you know whatever he needs and and he said, hey, you know, uh, it was very good to get used to Nicaragua, you know, because of the hospitality. Yeah. Not just from you, Pedro, but from everybody that work in Drew Stay. And it's amazing. man. the thing is this in Drew Day, we work as a team. This is not one main show. Everybody brings something to the plate. If somebody shines, everybody shines. It is, you know, for me, I say this in a very humble way. And I'm very proud to be with you guys tonight and and be somebody from Esteli that, that, you know, that that brings the boys from Nicaragua. You know, you see a lot of Nicaraguans, they are good, great people, man. They know so much about tobacco. But, you know, probably uh, it will be hard to say that everybody will have an opportunity to go and talk to retailers, told to guys like you that have a beautiful show, you know, that you interview a lot of different people out there that you get the takes from everybody, what it's like when it comes to cigars. Uh, So to me, man, I I take this role very seriously, man. I speak, if if I'm going to talk about tobacco and cigars, I always speak from my heart. Yeah, you
0: know, and and people people think that Drew Drew Estate obviously is the largest cigar company in the world. And people have these misconceptions, which I did as well. But for the, when I went down to Miami for the first time, you know, six months ago, and and I met Joe, I didn't know what to expect. But when you walk into the front door of Drew Estate, it's like it's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It is just artwork everywhere. Um, there aren't all these little corporate offices. They, you know, Joe took me where his desk was his desk touched on Bond's death. you know, it was just, right. you know, all the guys in the marketing, they're all tight knit together and everybody has fun, but it's, you know, and you get that, you get that feeling that everybody's friends, but, and everybody likes to have a good time, but it's about work. Oh yeah. Roach. Drew Estate doesn't play around. You know, you talk about, you know, you may not be able to get the tobacco for some amazing cigars. That's the only downside of Drew Estate. When you make a cigar, You got to make ten million cigars. You can't like, oh, hey, we have enough tobacco for fifty thousand cigars. And Jonathan, oh, yeah, no, that's uh,
2: yeah, yeah, no. And the thing is, this like the the a good example would be two thousand fourteen. We launched Shady Underground Shady fifteen. Yeah, it was sold only in Detroit. It was a brand uh uh bm in behalf of shady records which is owned by paul Rosenberg, who is eminent longtime manager also he is the cao and president of shady records and of course if you got shady records you got Eminem right there but yeah. you know eminem uh, he doesn't affiliate himself to any brand up there you don't see uh, eminent shoes up there you know you won't see you know yeah. but for us it was a huge accomplishment and we, when we launched that cigar, we only made uh 500 bundles, soft pack, yeah. And you know, there were uh, we sent 50 bundles to every retailer in Detroit, we only picked 10. And those guys were selling those cigars left and right the first day, boom, everything was
0: gone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel honored to have smoked two of them.
2: There yeah. you go,
0: yeah. There I, you I, st- go. I still have a full bundle of the uh, the 15s left, and then I got a couple bundles of the 20.
2: So, yeah, man. So, you have to, if you say Kevin, you have to know what's go- what is going to be the destiny of that cigar brand. If this is going to be a limited edition, it's going to be a uh, uh, year round production. A year round production, that's when the risk goes higher. The risk goes really higher up there. Because, first of all, you have to commit yourself to buy a lot of tobacco before you make any cigar.
0: Yeah.
2: And just hoping, crossing your finger that this cigar will get good uh, feedback in the market that people will start to reorder that, that cigar again. So that's when you keep that production going. And there is a lot of, not a lot, but we have been very lucky to, to get cigar brands up there that have been well embraced by the market up there. Because there's, there's so many good cigars that come to the market and they might last you know, maybe six months, maybe a year. Maybe the company have been trying everything out there with a lot of promotions, a lot of different swags, uh, coming out, you know, trying to keep the brand just relevant, but if the cigar doesn't sell, the cigar, the cigar is not good.
0: Yeah, that, that's it. So let, let's move on to the, uh, um, uh, the barn smokers, since you're wearing a hat and I brought it up. Um, so the barn smokers for the rest of the year due to COVID-19, um, has been canceled, um, which it's uh, which sucks, you know. But because uh, those are my favorite favorite events of the year, you know it's it's a it's a time for me to to get together. Like Diggins and I, we've never met, we've never stood side by side before. Um, so um, it had been a time that, that I get to meet him and, and everybody else. And but you guys are going to be doing these virtual barn smokers. Can you give us any information at all, like on what what that is going to entail? Oh, my God, man. You know, we have been
2: working on those logistics left and right. I mean, our last meeting was on Friday. We just, we talked for one hour. We figured out how we can make it happen. The thing with COVID-19 has been making it difficult to everybody, you know. All those experiential events have been going out of the window. And it's tough because, you know, first of all, like, when we cancel all the barn smokers first, we were rescheduling all those Barnes yep. a little late, yeah. later on in the year. But, you know, we come to the conclusion that, you know, it won't happen. Uh, you have to really think about everybody if you want to do something good. Uh, we are thinking and we are still on the discussion to bring the Barnes smoker in a virtual platform. Maybe traveling all the way to where we need to be. In Connecticut or Kentucky or right here in Florida or Louisiana or Pennsylvania, and trying to do it online from there. But at the same time, you have to deal with everything has been changing. If you watch the news, you know, yeah, start things in the United States start to, to go hype when it comes to cases, you know. And so we have to really time will tell right now we are in the conversation tomorrow we're going to have another meetings uh, and that one we are going to discuss what's going to what is going to be the destiny of doing it
0: yeah because you got you know because you got your first barn smoker that would have been which, which was in july you know con, you know connecticut connecticut's your first one right right yeah so um so yeah so you guys better get on the board and figure out what we're what we're doing and uh, but i will tell you something brother our virtual events I want to take the time
2: to thank everybody up there, everybody on Facebook. Thank you so very much for sharing with us your time. It's nice to be up there and, you know, bringing business to the retailers, but most importantly, the end consumers tuning in and have the opportunity to talk to a lot of different people there. When people bring questions, that that means that they are interested in the brands that you are trying to promote, you know? And yeah. the fact of the matter is that when you spend an hour talking to a lot of different people, people start to ask different types of questions, and then they start to understand that Drew stay is not another cigar brand in the shelf. Yeah, you know. And yep. when you see that that's not another cigar brand in the shelf, that's when this that brand is start to be you start to get that affinity. Yeah. You start to get very familiar, not just from one particular brand. But to a lot of different ones that you should try. And there are gonna be some cigars that you're gonna enjoy, there are gonna be some cigars that are not gonna give are not gonna be for your palate. But at the end of the day, one thing for sure in Drew Stay, we make cigars for everybody. If there is somebody in the world that say has been smoking cigars, let's let's right here in the United States, I've been smoking cigars for 20 years and they have never heard about Drew Stay because they have been smoking under a rock and I don't know what they, what they have been smoking. Because nowadays, the, the end consumers, bro, everybody have the opportunity to enjoy different cigars. Not just from Nicaragua, from Dominican Republic, from Honduras. And there is so much good cigars up there. And to me, I, I literally, uh, I'm very, I mean, Drew State, we're very grateful that you keep still supporting us. That you go to your local cigar store and support your local brick and mortar. That you go to you go to cigars, you know, it might, it might be through state, it might be something else. Uh, but we truly appreciate that because you will never sell nothing if somebody has never had the opportunity to go and try that cigar for the first time.
0: Oh, exactly. And then uh, speaking of your virtual events. Next time you talk to JD, you gotta have him do me a favor on these okay. virtual events. Um, just back away from the camera a little bit. The last couple of them, he is like right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is just. I, why is he getting so close to the camera? I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> well,
2: you know, Jonathan is a very passionate person. He, when he, he talk to you, bro, he really. Before he start to ask him question, he start to ask you a question. You know, what do you do? Your family, you know, everything, bro. And the guy has a memory like nobody
0: else. I'll tell you, you talk about his his memory, you know, uh, in two quick stories inside here. But we we were at the VIP event in Florida last year, and and we we had this line you get to go up, you get your ticket, you meet Jonathan Drew, he can sign something, you'll get a cigar. The memory that man has someone would walk by, and he would just catch John, would catch him out of the corner of his eye, and be like, Oh, hey. Frank, I met you last year. You said your mom was sick. How how is right. she? Going? Is she okay? And then he would be like, "Wait, what? Like like you you remembered that?" And right. it's uh, and he, he remembers that. So I and then I'm in line with my buddy Aaron, who he, he he's a padrone guy. He's not big in Drew Estate. He mm-hmm. he'll smoke a few Drew Estates. He was in line with me, and he was going to get up there and tease Jonathan Drew. He was wearing a foundation a Nick Malillo shirt. And uh, he was just gonna—he was just in their line with me, just to bust Jonathan's ass about something. Right. So after we had both met Jonathan and and moved on, and uh, and he was like, "That is a cool guy," and I'm like, "I'm telling you, people think he's this weird, wacky guy, but you know, like John, you're like uh, Aaron is like." that guy's actually really cool. And I'm like, Jonathan is just a down to earth. Oh
2: yeah, man, bro. I I learned so much from Jonathan. Jonathan was my mentor in Nicaragua. I got the opportunity to be his personal assistant before they moved me to the United States. And I got the opportunity to learn from him big time things about the business. But one thing that really shocked me and impressed me was the first time that I met Jonathan was around late 2006. Uh, The time that he take with people, it shows that he really deeply care for everybody. And, you know, not just for people that work in Drew Estate, but for people that goes and buy a Drew State cigars up there. He cares for everybody because he's he understand that part. He understand that part really well, where he has been keeping his two feet in the ground and when you keep your two feet in the ground and whatever you do, you do to deliver something good and you really care about how people spend their money and your product, that's when you can see a future in your brands. So Drew State by far has been teaching me and everybody in Drew State, not just in Drew State Factory, but here in Drew State in the United States that you know the key in life is to be, to care for others, you know? You have to care for other people, you know? And I, I remember that when we were walking down the, the the hallways in the factory, he used to check everybody's hands, you know? Saying, how's your, your mom? How's your family? You know, I was like, wow, man, I never met a boss like this guy, you know? Yeah. And that was the culture that he taught us and through State Factoring, that everybody's equal. No, your, your title doesn't mean nothing. And one thing that I fall in love with was the culture in, in Drew's Day when we were celebrating somebody's birthday and we were maybe doing some lunch and some dinner with, with all our team. You know, you got the supervisor hanging out with the guys from the office, from the financial office, and everybody's having a good time. The CFO playing the guitar, you know, and then you got the other guy. There is not a ceiling. So in other industry, maybe in other companies, in order for you to go and talk to the boss, you gotta talk to that guy, and that guy eventually will talk to the boss. Yes. It doesn't exist that in Drew And that's something that I that make me make me feel part of something that I will never imagine that I wouldn't be a part of. Because in Nicaragua, you know, you got families that you got family business factories, you know. But Andrew stay if you work your ass off and you know and you are very uh, uh, on point point of what you do, I mean there is gonna be a room for you to grow. I will never ever will have the opportunity to be talking to you guys like we are doing tonight if I wouldn't be working for somebody else. Probably I will be somebody good. Uh, uh, doing the report, you know, uh, uh in a warehouse or something, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe doing the tours still in, in the factory, but when somebody sees a talent on you and they see that, that they want that you want to succeed and that person provides you the opportunity that will be up to you, my friend, what you're going to do with that opportunity, because luck doesn't exist, bro. What really exists is going to the right place at the right time with the right people. And the fourth one would be the last one is up to you. What you're going to be doing with that opportunity, because right. every single opportunity brings other bigger biggest opportunity. If somebody will tell me, hey, Pedro, 2020, you will be, you know, all over meeting people here and there, preaching and, and talking about something that is made by hand in your hometown and a plan that is sun grown in your country. I will be you crazy. But tonight we are living this moment, bro, and that's what life is all about. Life is not about the past. Life is not about
0: the future. Life is about the present and what you do with it. That's it. You know, you, you talk about that luck. Luck is there's no such thing as luck. You know, I, I'm I'm sitting here in the, in the beautiful Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. You know, that this this wasn't this wasn't luck, this was hard work, this was dedication. This little tiny studio, much of a part of a larger edition, this was $10,000 of wow. blood, sweat, tears, just grinding, hustling, hustling. Yes. And Drew Estate saw that, you know, saw that Jessica and I are hustle, you know. And, um, you know, so, yeah, luck has nothing to do with anything. You oh, gotta, man, seriously, Cal, you, you, know, you got to make your future.
2: Yes, man. And you know what, bro? We truly appreciate that, man. Seriously. And you know what? I would like to ask you a question since you are the... Mr. Yeah. Question, guys, in this show, yeah. how this idea came to be, because this show is really cool, bro. And the background that you have, this is a 100% legit The studio. I mean, nothing that I have never seen before. And the good things that you keep that authenticity, you keep that flowing going, bro. You got good question coming, you know. So what gets you into this cigars, Kevin and Dick's,
0: and how this idea came to be? You know, it was a uh, uh, Jessica and I had been reviewing cigars the last couple years. You know, I was a guest on another show along with my buddy Brad Reith, and um, uh, that show was 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 going away. Um, Brad and I did our did our own show together, and then he got real busy. I got real busy. We couldn't find time, and I'm like, you know what? I'd really love to build a studio and just have my own show. Um, and then, so I, I approached uh, Joe Gro. You know, I'm like, Joe, this is, you know, this is what I've gotten. Joe's a businessman, just like Jonathan drew, you know, you just can't approach Joe and or Jonathan and be like, I have this idea. How can you help me with it? You know, it was, okay, I have this idea. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, you know, you've got to have all your ducks in a row. You got to have everything presented. Here's what I need from you. Here's what I'm going to provide for you. And luckily drew Estate. You know, I, I remember talking at the Louisiana Barn Smoker with, with uh, Joe, and we finally had a chance to sit down, talk about everything. And then um, he's like, you know what? You know, I, I love what you guys do. I love you guys are down to earth. You, you and Jessica are just normal people, regular people. And um, we want to be on board, and let's, let's do this. So I remember sitting in the airport, um, Jessica and I, um, at, um, uh, in New Orleans, getting ready to come home. And I got a message from uh, um, Jeff Borshowitz at Corona's mm-hmm. Car. Hey, you know, I hear I hear, I hear you about your uh, your deal with uh, Drew Estate, which mm-hmm. was, like 12 hours old at that point. And um, he's like, I want to be part of that, you know. And then we got Joe sitting down with uh, Alex from Cigar Bundles of Miami, you know. And Joe's like, hey, you know, you should check out my buddy Kevin. You know, he, he's kind of a cool guy, you know. And, and Alex reached out to me, sent me some cigars, and that, you know, that just broadened and, I, I guess I, you know, I'm like you, I'm like Jonathan, I can talk. I can just talk and, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I'm just a regular person, just like, you know, just like everybody else. So, but you've got to have a, a purpose. You got to have, you know, a, a focus, you know, um, you got to be driven. There are so many people out there and they reach out to me, all these other cigar shows, cigar reviewers, how do I do this? I'm like, well, you got to do this, this, and this. And they're like, well, I don't have time for this. And I go, well, then don't do it. You know you've you've got to make those sacrifices you know um I, I got you know in in the house right there i got two kids jessica in the house i'm neglecting them right now but this is for a broader thing it's for our future you know it's just who knows where this will lead you know, so it's just it's just being driven you know and that's what and that's what drew estate you know and meeting jonathan and 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 willie and joe and and Anfon and you and everybody else I just see your drive, your passion, you know, all you guys, especially Jonathan started from nothing, right? Hero, you know, sleeping on the floor of a factory, you know, yes. if, if Jonathan drew, sometimes I I'm tired at night. I work a full-time job mm-hmm. and I'll come home and I got stuff to do. And sometimes I don't want to do it. And I think Jonathan drew slept on the floor of a factory for 20 years. Right. And you have this beautiful student. You don't want to work. Get get the fuck off your ass and get to work. So I think of Jonathan Drew on a daily, you know, just what that man has built. And so that's an inspiration. Absolutely.
2: You know, in in order to find determination, man, you first of all, you have to find something, something to love. If you don't have nothing to live for, Tupac Shakur said, Tupac Shakur said, if you don't have nothing to live for, you better fucking find something to die for. That stuff goes really deep, bro, because I remember, like, back in the days, working from Sunday to Sunday, I didn't have no social life, running the cigar safari, two groups a week. I mean, day and night, you know, you during the day you were giving the tours, at night you're hanging out with people. My mom said to me, Pedro, man, I don't barely see you here. I was like, don't worry. You know, I'm working hard, but it will lead to something. That lead to something gave me the opportunity for Drew State to brought me back to the United States with a work visa. Three years after Drew, Jonathan Drew with Drew State, they sponsored my green card. Uh, you know, so you know you have to pay your due first if you want to see any rewards. And now you know we we we're working still working you know and we still love what we do. And you know when you when you find something that you love you don't see yourself doing something else
0: Exactly Diggins what what about you what what brought you into the uh, the, the the cigar world of like of where you're at right now You know it's, it's it's
1: kind of the same thing Kevin um you know uh I worked in radio for uh the lion's share of my late teens and and twenties and I kind of shied away from that. And um, as I got older and and I'm in the construction management game now, um, I just kind of realized that the, the media aspect is something I miss Um, and the cigar industry is where my heart is. So why not combine the two, you know, the, the media Experience and interest, right along with the cigar industry passion, and see if I can kind of parlay that into something to to carry me through financially, uh, you know, uh, until retirement or beyond. So that's where I am today. That's awesome, really.
0: Right right on. So uh, Pedro, we're going to leave you with one question. Yes, sir. This is going to be the hardest question you've ever been answered or asked your entire life, and. I'm, I'm going to need you to answer, because I'll, I'll answer the question, too. Okay. I'm going to ask myself the same question, um, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Who is your favorite territory manager at, uh, at Drew Estate? Out of all <laughs> the ones that are <laughs> out there, who who is your favorite?
2: Oh, my God, man. You know, at Drew Estate, bro, everybody's unique. Yeah. We don't have dress coach, you know. <laughs> everybody's who they are. and Bro, everybody's unique, man. I don't want to say a name and then the, I mean, I get along with everybody. We all get together very well. It's hard, man. You know, I, <laughs> you put me in this path. So you put me in this path right there. Everybody's unique, bro. Everybody, everybody works really hard. And you know, what? a lot of, a lot of people, they see these guys, the TMs, uh, the territory managers, this guy really travel like nobody else, you know? Like to me, it is the first time in eight years that I have been that I have been in my home for the last uh, three months, going nowhere. And it is a whole different lifestyle. When you're on the road, you have you give up a lot of stuff, family, kids.
1: Very politically correct answer, page
2: though. Yeah, so it, it is definitely a
1: politically correct answer. Now, <laughs> who is the
2: funniest sales rep? Oh, the funniest one! Oh my God, Will, Will, right. Will. yes,
0: Will.
2: oh, my God, that guy is something else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you because I love Will. I love um, uh, Mike. What was it Mike from Michigan? Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, 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 we interact a lot, but I, but I'll say you know, say as much as I love all of them. Jen, Jenny Lynn, Jenny oh Lin is my, my favorite, God, yes, she is, she is hilarious because she is real, she is a real woman, right there.
2: Jenny Lynn is something else, bro. And you got, you know, the thing is this Andrew stay is a whole mix of characters, you know. You got ladies, you got guys, and man, those ladies they hustle like nobody else, like Jenny Lynn, Kara, in California, wow. Uh, you got Mike Janessa, the guy in Michigan. Holy <laughs> smoke, man. That guy is sharp, sharp like a knife, bro. Yeah. When, I, when, go, when I go with him and we are in Michigan and we are visiting a cigar store, how he handled himself in front of retailers, bro, whoa, that guy is legit, man. He's not put you in the list and he's, gonna, he's not going to forget about it. He is so on point all the time. You got other guys like Ben that is in Chicago. You got Kevin who is in New Jersey. You got uh, 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 Katie, a K.D., a great guy that is in the north part of Florida. You got Ryan who, who is in Texas. I mean, I don't want to leave nobody behind. I you love got, everybody. You so got, you got Ringo. You're, you're you got
0: Ringo. You got, my yeah. God, man! And then, my, and then you got the Beatles grump- guy. Yeah. Then the you got the guy. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the grumpiest guy at Drew Estate. You know, I'll tell you if if you if you lined up the Drew Estate people, you know, and like the guy that doesn't fit, like and I love I love him to death, and he's such a great guy. But you've got one guy that is just and and that and that is cigar smoking Jesus Rex. Oh Rex <laughs> Rex, he doesn't fit, you know. And, uh, <laughs> but but I but I, lo- I love Rex. Rex is a, uh,
2: Rex is really cool, man. Oh man, Rex is span bro. The thing about Rex is that he used to be a teacher back in the days. Yeah. So you know, if he's going to explain you a thing, yeah. he's going to explain you the same thing in ten different ways
0: until he sees that you get it. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Pedro, we want we want to thank you for coming on, spending uh, an hour and a half of your time with us. Um, next time, uh, we've been trying to get JD is so busy. So just mention to J.D. Hey, I had fun on the show. You should come on the show. So maybe J.D. will come join us. Oh, absolutely, man.
2: Yeah. yeah, No. okay. Uh, Jonathan knows about your show. Oh, yeah. And you know, when when we meet every day in our marketing meetings that happens every day at 10 a.m., we spend an hour, two hours. You know, we talk about everything what's going on up there and we see your popularity in your show, you know. So your name, Diggs and Kevin has been coming to our conversation. It's really so good had, what you guys have done. Seriously. We've I had mean,
1: DJ Eli on the show. We've yes. had Zach Hire on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah, so, and,
0: then, and then, of course, Ryan Gallimore. You guys mm-hmm. hire him to take over the barn smokers, and then you right. can't yes the barn smokers. Yes. <laughs> so, you know
2: what? The thing is this, man. The message that you guys bring to the masses, it goes way far of what we do because you guys have a whole uh, uh, audience up there that listen to you guys that love the the dynamic of your show so for us being in your show is literally a big honor for us so uh, i would like to thank everybody up there you know everybody that follows you stay everybody that follows your show everybody that enjoys cigars everybody that that somehow another they find time to smoke a cigar because time has been available (laughs) since day one Yes, but there are a few people out there that they do know how to invest a good time,
0: especially yeah. when they, when they got a cigar in their hands. Exactly. So thank you, uh, thank you so much, Pedro, for coming on, and uh, we will uh, we'll be talking to you again uh, and at, at the next show, we'll we'll see you again. Then. My man, see you around. See you around. Thanks right, Pedro. again. Thank you. So right on. Let me get our. We should uh, have had Pedro stick around for the giveaway. Yeah, so uh, so I've got a couple of a couple of giveaways because um, uh, this is the last uh, last Sunday show of the month. So make sure everybody uh, stays tuned here to the end, and uh, we'll we'll get some uh, giveaways. But now it's time to get to um, industry news presented by Fox Cigar. Uh, just the tip. Um, we don't go deep into uh, any one particular uh, subject. We give you um, uh, just the, the the tip. So. Um, the first night from, or the first article from tobacco business, uh, magazine. And this is a caution, you know, the, the, te- you know, it's a cautionary tale, but the name of the article is a cautionary tale. Australia's overregulation of tobacco and nicotine. Mm. Everybody ought to pay attention to what anything that happens in Australia. i tell you, I got a lot of friends in Australia. They love Australia, but man, does that government regulate, you know, they, they, you know, and I don't want to get into this subject, but I got friends that literally woke up one morning, and we are told they had to turn in their guns. All the guns, that was done. Turn them all in. And so, and then now they're, you know, really. Um, now they're outlaws. You know, now they're outlaws. And then uh, I had another, friend, we did a snack crate unboxing, Jessica and I, and we yeah. were kind of disappointed in some of the snacks from Australia when uh, and a couple people reached out. One guy I talked to regularly to now, and he says, sugar, sugar, they, they tax it because sugar's bad for Oh, you. yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Sugar. Yeah, sugar's bad for you, so uh, Australians aren't allowed to have as much sugar as they would like. Um, now it's uh, uh, tobacco. So um, the article, tobacco businesses in the U.S. continue to come to terms with operating under an increased regulations, observing how other other countries are handling tobacco regulation, provides some insights into what the future could look like with increased government regulatory actions. Australia's recent move to address nicotine consumption and tobacco use through regulations, bans, and plain packaging should serve as a cautionary glimpse at what the future could look like without relief and with increased government involvement in the businesses of the tobacco industry. Uh, Australia is now taking a hard stance on e-cigarettes and nicotine-based vaping product. The country has announced a nationwide ban. They didn't even ask the citizens. No votes, no nothing. They just banned the personal importation of e-cigarettes and nicotine refills for vaping devices the beginning on january or july 1st 2020 and there was no vote there was no vote there was no nothing bam everybody woke up one morning <clears throat> australia you're not allowed to have uh, e-cigs <laughs> and, and, and and i and i know there's controversy on what e-cigs can do to your to your lungs long term sure but to just outright just all right we're not doing this anymore we feel we have more you know more rights than you yeah now it's banned. Um, so, so we de- definitely gotta. Um, uh, it, it's a it's a sketchy thing. Still, you know, write your congressman, tweet out the um, to to Donald Trump. We're hoping I was on a great herf uh, with Donald Trump Jr. Um, I'm still uh, listening. Yeah, I'm still uh, listening almost before yeah, there. Yep. Yeah, um, uh, last last week or earlier this week, uh, Wednesday, and it was a fantastic um, interview. And uh, and it gives me hope. You know, Don Jr. is a cigar smoker, and um. You know, he's got the ear of his father and I'm really hoping that we're gonna see some executive order, you know, just telling the FDA to back off. Um, and you know, the, the FDA, they have a job to do, you know, and it's protecting everything from our bottled water to our prescriptions, to just everything. So when people say, fuck the FDA, you know, that's not, that's not particularly uh, uh, fair to the FDA. They are to a certain degree, protecting everything that, that we have. You know, like I said, if everybody remembers, you know, you know, lead and gasoline, you know, that was, you know, a huge thing, you know, so that that's what the FDA is, is out there to, to, to get rid of is is the bad things that are known, you know, for us carcinogens, things like that. But cigars, there's a lot of information out there saying cigars aren't bad, but the FBA or the FDA doesn't have a choice. Congress, the government tells them you got to regulate this, this and this. Whether they want to or not, they're going to regulate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw then, my doctor
1: last week and she asked me, you know, the, the standard tobacco use question. Yeah, one cigar a day. And, you know, oh, that's fine. No
0: worries. Yeah, you know, um, uh, luckily I, I switched family physicians last year. My uh, um, physician, she went um, like private practice, um, uh, not taking any insurance, things like that. Which she was a kook, anyways. You know, I, I went and saw her one day, and um, she had like purple hair, and I'm like, "You're a fucking doctor,
1: you know? Not that you
0: can't have purple hair, but but stop having. I don't know if you're going through a midlife. You're practice. in a position of authority, exactly. But luckily, my my new family physician is my good buddy, Doctor Joe Ravid, who is a cigar smoker. So, um, I, oh, right on, yeah. I, now, now I did go see him like a, a year ago with um. Bronchitis and a and a, a, a like severe coughing, um, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, lay lay off the damn cigars for a week or so." He goes, he goes, he goes. It's it's not helping your cough. So he goes, just just lay off a little bit, you know. And but yeah. he never, you know, but he's a cigar smoker. owns owns a, a private lounge that I belong to as well. So that's yeah. cool. um. So uh, from Half Wheel, PCA twenty twenty one. Um, The convention has just been scheduled for uh, July 10th through the 13th. The 2012 PCA convention and trade show um, uh, will be uh, at the Sands Expo Center in Las Vegas. Um, uh, um, And in an email to all of the people that had a booth, I said the association said that all exhibitors who have already paid for a 2020 booth will have the space uh, um, uh, rolled over to 2021. So that means uh, the default option for the PCA is not to refund anybody's money. For the canceled 2020 trade show, um, just roll it over to the next. Trait. Yeah, and in uh, that uh, great virtual um, or that Zoom herp I was on with uh, Steve Sokka last night, and I didn't know the uh, the guy that that would that put it on. He is a cigar lounge owner. He sits on the board of the PCA, so he had some pretty good questions, and um, and because yeah, the PCA is pretty much pushing out media, you know, get yeah. rid of the media. The media has no well, a media day. You know, right. yeah, you know they the PCA or wants, a media
1: hour where they get to well join you in a separate location.
0: Basically, yeah, basically what the PCA wants is because I like say that you know, say on a, on a Friday at the PCA on the convention, Steve Saka has his schedule. You know, same with Jonathan Drew, same with Will, same with everybody else. Yeah. So you so you set up your your schedule ahead of time. You know, from eight to nine, I'm talking with this. Nine to ten, I'm talking with this this person. Ten to eleven, and that's what it is. Well, the PCA wants the um, the re, you know the retailers or the, the manufacturers to just dedicate those times to retailers only. If if the media wants to be involved, the media should schedule time outside yeah. of, the, of the PCA, which all the guys know. I mean, yeah. Saka
1: for one, I, I've heard Saka say before. I mean, he knows that you know one interview with with us equals 15 face to faces with retailers, if not more, because yeah, the retailers you, can go back on watch.
0: Yeah, so. um, uh, Steve, Steve had told this gentleman, and he goes, the bulk of my time, he goes, I don't meet with retailers. That's what his team is for. He goes, I set up my entire schedule every single day, media only, and he goes, because I understand media. Media can get the word, like you just said, media gets the word out instantly. You know, yeah, like a retail. You know, blast. Yeah, you tell a retailer or something. You know, four days later, he's back in his shop. He tells a couple guys. Maybe he makes a, a post about it on Facebook, and it reaches nobody. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so they they understand that. So let, let's hope with twenty twenty one. I'm hoping uh, um, to for Jessica and I to be out there because it'll be a super cool event, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, so the next one from uh, Cigar Coop. Uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop launches the Perdomo Firecracker. Uh, the Firecracker is a 35 by 50 Vitola by that features an extended fuse on the cap. Draped under the cigar band, the cigar features a high-priming, sun-grown Nicaraguan wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder and fillers. The cigars are packaged in 20-count boxes. Pricing is set at $6.99 per cigar in a box, uh, uh, and a box price of $119.99. The cigars have already gone on sale um, at twoguyscigar.com. Um uh, on june 19th, so if you're interested in the firecrackers, they sell really really fast um now
1: i've been I've been becoming a stronger member of this
0: perdomo army lately and i think that right there just sent me over the top Yeah, you know i'm i'm not a huge which i haven't revisited perdomo in a long time so it's definitely a cigar that i've got to get back to smoking again and just revisiting um, I, I, just, I just fell out of, of Perdomo and I just wasn't, I wasn't into it, but that happened with Rocky Patel too. And then now I've revisited Rocky and I'm like, God, you know, I really like this cigar now. So, so Perdomo oh, is yeah. definitely a one. And then especially on the firecrackers, cause generally the rule of thumb from what I have understood from other retailers that have done the, uh, the firecracker, the firecracker is, so the manufacturer takes a, a cigar they're already making. the general public there's nothing different about it but they shorten it up and they pack in all of that stuff into you know a three and a half inch cigar um so um but also i'm gonna tell you right now uh steve had said it last night on that zoom hearth um hopefully i can repeat this if not um it is what it is um this will i mean well everybody knows this is the third year that also two guys will be re-releasing the Steve saka Corita Firecracker. Um, Steve believes this will be the last year that the the Firecracker, the Mikarita will be offered in a Firecracker size. That is hands down one of my favorite Firecrackers. Um, I said I bought last year when they, they did a second run. I bought two boxes. I think I'm only down to maybe five or six left. Jessica and I love them. So that cigar is coming back out. That's
1: the blue. That's the blue and gold label, right?
0: Um, that yeah, I believe that is. Is it blue and gold or blue and white? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't remember. But I, I'm sure if you follow two guys, um, if you go to their website and sign up. Um, yeah, I have um, had look, that. Yeah. That yeah um, that um, Chico had said, uh, "Can they be compared to Flying Pigs?" Um, no. Um, I, the Flying Pig is a little bit longer, and I think it's just it's blended. For the Flying Pig, so it's a lot stouter, a lot bolder, a lot stronger. Now, that Mi Corita Firecracker is bolder than the standard Mi Corita, but um, it's not like over-the-top bold. But it's just, you know, for like a $6, $7 cigar, it's a fantastic little 45-minute smoke, you know, 35 minutes if you smoke fast, and it's just a yeah. cigar that you, you've you got to get your hands on. Hey. You know, um, like he said, he, he doesn't believe that these are going to be out again. So this will be the last year of them. So when they come out, I'm telling you, you know, it's, um, you know, if, if, if it's the same price, $120, you know, for, for a box, um, 20 count box, you can't go wrong. When they re-release these this year, I'll probably buy another two or three boxes just to have them because they're they're fantastic. They're utterly they're yeah. fantastic. So um, if you want to delve deeper in any of these topics, definitely head over to the Cigar Prop Facebook page and um, check out more of them. And we want to thank Fox Cigar um, for bringing us uh, uh, Just the Tip industry uh, industry news. And um, remember, with uh, um, uh, you know, we, ha- so we still have our Subscribestar uh, page in the show notes down below. Um, Fox Cigars put together a great five-pack of cigars, $15 of free shipping, only available to our Subscribestar members. And um, we definitely appreciate everything that they do. Um, and tonight we're going to have a couple of winners. So let's uh, get to the uh, um, tapping ash and taking names giveaway by uh, uh, Donley Honduras Tobacco, proud makers of the Don Juan Calavaras Maya Cigars. I still need one of those damn clowns. Yes, I know. It's, uh, and I, I've never had one. Um, like I said, I've, I've given them, I've given them all away, and I, and I still haven't gotten one yet. Um, so tonight. The winner, unless you've won before, will get a uh, Cigar medics Humidimeter with uh, a tactical case. And uh, we just got in our shipment of uh, um, cigars from um, Cigar Bundles of Miami. So um, check out um, – um, and, you know, everything they've they got is super cool. But check out that badass looking, you know oh, – cool. That looks like sweet. the one that got stolen off my toolbox. Yeah, super, super cool. And wait, you- oh, wait, was that a crescent moon on there? uh no i think it was just a full uh, a full moon oh and then uh, you'll also get one of these amazing candelas but um so so you will get a five pack of cigars from cigar bundles of miami you'll get uh one of the uh, donley honduras clowns you'll get a a fox cigar um uh rocky patel 20th you get a la colemena and an ashton dsg so you'll get uh, a nine cigars and a cigar medics uh humidimeter. and um, so and then like I said, and then we'll we'll pick um, um a, a couple of winners here, and we'll see who's got. We'll fit. We'll pick the first two. Um, so the question tonight comes from uh, uh, Pedro Gomez at um, um, uh, Drew Estate Cigars. So Pedro has had many jobs in his life. He had mentioned three in particular at the beginning of the show. What jobs has Pedro had, and the people that cannot win tonight um, are, let's see, I don't know, I have a a list tonight, let's see, who was it? Um, I wish I could win. Yes, um, yeah, I don't know, um, oh, here we go. Uh, Jason Hawkins, Christina Harrison, Donald Fernelius, Heather Heather the Stogie Doe, Old School Funk, and Peter G. Annis So let me go back up here because I think I missed uh, missed some people. So um, Jeep, so uh, uh, G, so, uh, uh spider saddle maker, saddle maker is um, uh, is correct with um, um and then uh, and then Chance Matthews uh, was uh, a waiter. So yes, so you, you guys uh, um, Edwin um uh, jeep you win the um uh the prize pack here tonight that i just showed and chance matthews you will win something from drew estate cigars now they that's their deal i will pass along your information to drew estate and they'll get you out a cool um uh, price pack so both of you guys just send me an email kevin at cigarprop.com, and um i will get um uh, jeep spider i will get your prize pack out um, and Chance, I will get your um, um, info over to Drew Estate. Thanks for watching, guys. And uh, they will get you your prize pack out. Now, um, uh, tomorrow night show is going to be absolutely fantastic as well. We've got um, um, James and Coleman, the owners of Sinistro Cigars, are going to be on. So I can't wait to talk to these uh, cool cats. Yep. Um, and, and find out where their history comes from. I can't and, wait to smoke this damn cigar. This I know. Like, we, I, think I think we both have the uh, – uh, did we Did we both get the last cowboy? Is that? Yeah, what I, smoked, I, I smoked
1: the last cowboy, but this other one, it, it's a uh, – I want to say Lonsdale, possibly uh, Lancero, but Shaggy Foot, uh, Copper Van, uh, okay. I've been eyeballing it since I got it, and the guys when we interviewed Bakersfield gentlemen, they said it's a fantastic cigar. So uh, every day I, I pick it up, and I'm like, oh no, not okay. yet. So tomorrow yeah. will be a, a special day.
0: Okay, yeah, because I got the last cowboy, so I'll be smoking uh, smoking that uh, that cigar. So um, and remember, if you're interested in I tap that cigar merchandise, um, head over to the Cigar Prop website or TapThatCigar.com. Make sure you're following Cigar Prop, Miss Cigar Prop, Jessica, Diggins, everybody on Instagram, all of our um, – um, everything in the show notes down below. Um, uh, cigar Bundles of Miami, do not miss out on, uh, on those fantastic deals, you know, that, that we've got. Links in the show notes, uh, good coupon codes. The cigars are fantastic. If you want to talk about just a good, you know, 3 to $4 cigar, I had reached out to Alex the other day after I smoked that Candela, Mm-hmm. And um, I go, man, you've got to do something with this. you got to brand this cigar. This cigar is fantastic. You know what uh, he said to me? Mm-hmm. He goes, eh, I'm not really interested in that. I just want to find good quality hand-rolled cigars, hand-rolled here in Florida. I want to get them at a good price and just pass them along to um, to everybody. And no, I'm like, that's fantastic. I'm so like, dude, that, that's what are those awesome. Candelas selling at? Um, like the, uh, uh, the pack out of five was $25. So, so it's five bucks a piece. If you buy two, you get one free. So, so that's that's you know that's fifteen cigars now for fifty dollars, and you can use the coupon code that's in the the notes below to save additional money. So you're going to get those candelas for like two bucks a piece.
1: Damn near full, damn near full
0: box for. Yeah. For, for 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 nothing 55 bucks, bucks yeah, yeah it, it was shipping yeah 50 bucks whatever it is so um absolutely um uh, fantastic um uh and where is fox cigar fox cigar is out of um uh, phoenix arizona? arizona so um i uh, definitely check out foxcigar.com um you're going to want to sign up everybody i'm telling you go to fox cigar and at least sign up for their for their newsletter um like I said they send out deals you know Usually, every other day, I'm telling you, some of these deals are, I mean, well, all the deals are great, but some of these deals are just sick. You know, I'm, I, I know Rob over at Fox Cigar. He handles everything. You know, I, you know, and, and I don't want to say, you know, being braggadocious, whatever. I'm like, I could call him up and be like, hey, I, you know, I kind of like that, you know, and he would probably send them to me but for no charge. But I, I buy at least twice a month, I buy one of their deals. Because they're just too good to pass up. They're crazy good deals. So definitely check out Fox Cigar. Definitely check out Cigar Bundles in Miami. Um, Cigar Bundles of Miami has got some cool stuff coming up. Um, you're going to hear about it first here on the show. Um, they got some really cool stuff they're working on. So I um, uh, can't wait to be um, um, hooked up with them. And um, we want to thank everybody for, for coming on and spending uh, your – so is it Sunday night? I had to work today. I forget what. Uh, what yeah, dude. All damn day. I, I know. It's all so, good because yesterday I woke up on Saturday thinking it was Sunday. So. Yeah. Oh, God. I hate that. So uh, um, let's uh, end this. Diggins, uh, hang out. I'll talk to you in a second. And um, we will uh, see everybody uh, tomorrow night.